welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and I'm joined this afternoon by a singer-songwriter performs music um, with her guitar and various um, hand instruments and with a looping pedal. Um, am I missing anything? Are those the main bases? Those are the main, those are the main, yeah. Right on. Um, but uh, she... She makes wonderful music. Um, mm, she, you. you're very welcome. She's got a residency at Angelo's Piano Lounge every Tuesday night from eight to midnight. And I'm going to talk to her about her passions, artistry, and why she does what she does. Shell Bells, thank you for joining me today. Ah, thanks, Ben, for having me. You're most welcome. How are you doing? I'm really good. Mm. Feeling great. Starting to get a little bit warmer out. Yeah. I'm excited about that. Yeah, cooled down a little bit today, but this weekend was gorgeous. It was. <laughs> yeah. What'd you do this weekend? Uh, I went to a show on Saturday. Well, I had a show mm. at the Oscillator Lounge. Oh, how'd that go? It went pretty good. It was super intimate. Um, just the right amount of people showed up. Obviously, I would love to have had more people there. But, sure. Um, yep. Saw some new people perform and... The lounge is so sweet. It's a cool space. It's such a cool space. I saw a show there uh, in October, and it was more of like a like a punk like rock show. Wow! So it it's kind of like it's pretty furnished up there too. So it's yeah. like you know you gotta be a little careful up in the oscillator lounge, right. but it is a very nice space. Yeah, they really vibe it out. There's a beautiful carpet. Someone bought. Um, Izzy, I believe their name is, bought some irises, and it looked, nice. it just looked really sweet, and it was a good vibe to be in. That's but after awesome. that, I went to a show at Company Brewing, saw Old Pup. Oh, yeah. Shout yeah. out to Old Pup. Shout out Old Pup. Yeah, that looked like a good show. It was. It was packed. Yeah. It was really packed. Dandy uh, Freeling? Freeling. I Freeling. think it's Freeling. Yeah. Shout Sh out Dandy Shout Freeling. out to Dandy. <laughs> yeah. Shout out. I know she performed uh, Colorblind Chameleon. Shout out Colorblind Chameleon. Oh, yeah. Love them. Yeah, yeah. I need to see them again. It's I haven't seen them since before COVID, but uh, mm. right on. Yeah, but um, from the from the snaps, it looked like a fun show. It was. It was packed and felt like a, a, a lot of different groups of people being brought together. I was telling someone afterwards, I was like, yeah, I said hi. To, they were like, there was like a line of people and there was five different people. I just like mm. hugged. Hello. Hi, hi, hi. And they were all from like different time periods of my life. So it was, right on. it was really cool to see this like synergistic group of, of beings being brought together by music. Different yeah. crews. That feeling hits different. Like, you know, after post quarantine, mm. like in the last year, like just seeing people that, you know, mean a lot to you that we just haven't had the opportunity to share space with in a long time like it's 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 a little nerve-wracking uh for me personally just because like i was so used to just being by myself for so long and just yeah. enjoying like the quiet and just you know the the tranquility of you know just being alone but but it, it's still even though i get a little nervous like just around people I haven't seen in a long time, it is still, I'd still rather see them than not see them, you know? And so. It's definitely sensory overload. Yeah. Yeah. I frequently, <laughs> I'll frequent, I'll frequent uh, the bathroom because <laughs> there was a ton of people outside too. Uh, so it was like, I can't go out there. I just need to change the scenery. 
And the uh, co- shout out company brewing bathrooms. They've got all these positive graffiti oh, on yeah. the on the women on in the women's stalls. So I just like sit there and read some happy thoughts. And that's why that's why I love the bathroom at Bremen, the the Bart Simpson. <laughs> oh my god, I love that bathroom. Bathroom, yeah. <laughs> it smells funny, but mm. it's Bremen, so you 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 cut it you cut it uh, a break. Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And it is a bathroom, so I guess you know. Fair enough. <laughs> but honestly, I think that 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 the Bart Simpson bathroom is going to be like a recognized landmark in decades to come. Mark my words. Yeah, National Geographic will get on that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Or no, the Travel Channel. Travel mm. Channel. That's what I meant. Oh yeah. Well, um, National Geographic would be like, <laughs> and here we have. <laughs> It's like some expensive ass camera, like comes in a tiny Bremen bathroom. <laughs> Markings of the River Westings. Yeah. Mm. Well, it does have uh, that lore. You it know? sure does. This weekend on Saturday went to House on the Rock. Oh, have you ever been to House on the Rock? I have not. Mm. You went with Hans, right? Oh yeah, shout out to Hansy. Um, yeah, what's yeah. now Crows Cream Vellum. Oh yeah, shout you all. Yeah, big time. <laughs> Yeah, I know that he we brought him with us. Uh um it was uh a couple of my friends, um, my partner. I, I know that you you're are kind of into like spiritual and fantasy themes. Yeah. Yeah, completely. So you would be nailed it. You would you would be you would dig House on the Rock. Oh yeah, I think. I've heard good things. I definitely wanna go. I'm all about like Narnia type places yeah. and I feel like that's that's like that. Mm-hmm. You walk into a room and it's a whole nother. Oh, big time. Land. Imagine Narnia, but with like a bunch of like musical instruments that play themselves. You know? Weird. Yeah. It's pretty wonky. Um, but it is a one of a kind place. A place I think everyone should see. Uh, Maybe I'll go next weekend. Oh, fuck yeah. Do it. Right. Yeah. I might. Um, then last night went to a show at X-Ray Arcade. Uh, it was Wonderful Bluffer. Oh, I wanted a, to go to that. Oh, yeah. It was good. Uh, Adorner as yeah. well and Josh Trimble. Mm, um, such out. a solid lineup. Mm, yeah. Oh, man. I, uh, I, Wonderful Bluffer killed it as always. Mm. They always rock the house. Always. Josh Trimble, total sweetheart. Great to mm-hmm. see him. And then Adorner. I hadn't seen them ever since hearing their debut single last summer. I was just like hooked, and that was just from one song out on platforms. And they they are incredible. Um, it's uh, yeah, they're like kind of like psych, but also indie pop kind of. Mm. Um, but yeah, they make very beautiful music, and it was a real treat to see them. So yeah, I really I really appreciate what they're doing, and to have some other feminine people mm-hmm. in you know in the scene is such yeah. is so wonderful and um madeline's reached out to me before and we've both connected over yeah. being you know con- well i identify as female and i think mm-hmm. she does they do too um but being in the scene and holding it down and yeah. yeah shout out to them for working hard and doing it all yeah they're gonna go really far with what they're doing for yeah, sure they okay. really care you can tell yeah they're your ep will be out on May 6th, so check that out. 
So, Shell, what we talk about on Mr. Nice Guy, we talk love and fear, passion, and creativity. Okay. And love all of those. Good. Well, you're in the right place. D, all of the above. There you go. That's that's the correct answer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, Shell, um, yeah, I met you uh, just from around the River West neighborhood. Uh, yeah. I know you've yeah you 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 play all over the place in the area. Um, mm-hmm. I. I think, I think I'm first time I met you was at the Riverwest Co-op. I think, probably, if I'm not mistaken, more than likely. Sure, but the but sidewalk th- sessions. It might have been, or it might have just been just in uh, the Clark uh, Street Fest. I don't think it was at a show. I think it was just like I just like ran into. I'm like, wait, I think I know who you are. Like, I think we're Facebook friends. Um, I sadly have not ever actually been to Clark Street Fest. Aww. I know. I know. Me and Tlaloc are the organizers of that. Mm. Shout out to Tlaloc as well. Yeah. Um, T is y- all over the scene. Oh, oh yeah. And we're going to talk about Clark Street. Because, yeah, we will talk about it because um, I'd love to hear more about what's going on this year. <laughs> but point is, I would always kind of see you in the crowd and be like, oh, hey, how you doing? Hello. And then I had the pleasure of seeing you, uh, what was that, like a month or two ago? Might have been already like almost two months ago, damn near, mm. at Angelo's. Mm-hmm. And I'd been eager to see you perform because, you know, I would just. I'd be at the, I'm at the scenes. I'm literally at everyone else's. Exactly. Classes. Yeah. Like it's I, my turn to play. Totally. Yeah. Like I, you know, you obviously like being out here means a lot to you. And I'd see your name f- like float around on, on bills all the time. Like I gotta, I really got to see her. So, but I did see you finally, um, when you started your residency at Angelo's. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, that was my first time at that bar. I'd never been there. Yeah. And as soon as you walk in, like Joe, the, the, the owner, mm-hmm. he's like, greets you with a big grin and he's just like treats you like you know he 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 treats you like like family it's true very nice guy uh shout super out to sweet. joe super sweet and angelo's yeah love joe mm-hmm. yeah he always makes me feel comfortable he's just holds downs holds down holds downs he holds i, I can't say it holds down he holds downs <laughs> holds down the fort yeah and the vibe and keeps <laughs> yeah. it he keeps it super chill and just comfortable and, and you're right, like 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 you've been going there for years. Exactly. yeah. I felt right at home right away and it was very nice to see you play. Thank um, you for saying that. I was really, really nervous that night. Uh, it was my first you came at my very first mm, um my very first go at it. And damn. it was I mean, the I'm scheduled to play from eight PM to midnight and that night i went through my entire plan set within the first hour uh-huh so then it became such a journey of a of a of a gig because Mm -hmm. it was like okay every song i've ever learned here we go (laughs) hey well but thanks for coming to that it was nice to have you are such a tender being and thank you um i think rowan was there Mm. just there to you know hold down the space and let me be vulnerable and yeah Hell yeah! Well, I think, and I think you said this in the in the the breaking and entering spotlight from that night that it was kind of like a good, um, sort of like uh, it it became a good space for you to 
just kind of like feel things out with like what works, what doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Like you, it gives you the the leverage to try new things mm-hmm. and to just yeah have fun with the experiment of like that long of a of a slot. Yeah. And so I think that you kind of like flipped it on its head in that way, where it's like even if I plan, I can plan for this as much as I want, but I can also like totally, you know just try new things and, yeah. and, and be, but, but that adds a bit of a, like a crowd interaction level. It adds mm-hmm. just like a, a personability element to it. And, uh, that's why, you know, that it seems like there's merit to that. Yeah. I mean, Angela's is one of those gigs that you, I know sometimes as a performer, I go in, and when you're on stage, you go into like a mindset and performer mode. Like Beyonce says she has this alter ego. I forget what her name is, mm. what the alter ego's name is. But that's totally mm. true where you can like just get into this vibe and start vibing out. But Angelo's isn't – you can't – you have to be able to balance that with also, you know, your friend just walked in. Someone just is like walking to get, put a dollar into your tip jar Um you know, they're talking and chatting and you have to kind of balance all of it together. And that's a yeah. whole other magic in itself yeah. Yeah. that needs to be mastered in order to be able to do the long shift at Angelo's. Definitely. It's like kind of like, con- yeah, controlling the energy, but not like... Surfing on it, I yeah, would say. Not dictating it. Right. This is what I'm getting paid to do. <laughs> but also, like, you invite people to you know, participate in it, yeah. which is good. And you just can't, you can't plan. I mean, you can't plan for a lot of the stuff that happened. One time, um, there was a group of humans chatting and giggling really loud. And as I was setting a loop, um, my microphone picked it up. Mm-hmm. And so it was actually super beautiful. Cause like with the, um, the ambient pedal that I use, mm-hmm. um, it, it sounded like we were in space and kind of like orbiting around this, this, I don't know, people socializing. So it would just come around and there was this billowing of sound then out of nowhere there was this ha 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 Yeah. And it like, it That's just, awesome. it was really, it was really great. And they, after they realized that they were captured, they, um, they like stopped talking and were like listening intently. And so it was really a fun interaction with how, I mean, uh, I've been calling it, what's the word? Ephemeral. Because it's mm. just this one time, like that'll never happen right. again. Yeah, it's just capturing that present moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, that's awesome. Interaction, yeah. Yeah, really good stuff. Um, well, we're going to talk all about uh, the music you're working on and what you write and everything. But first, let's take it back a bit. So, Shell, for, first and foremost, um, where did you grow up? I grew up in Heartland, Delafield area. Okay. Forty fifth minute minutes west of Milwaukee. Oh yeah. I mean, no way oh, yeah, I said it like that. that. <laughs> well, yeah, it's about uh <laughs> It's about, you know It's a ways away. I have a little more than I have in it. <laughs> Tell me a bit about kind of where music sort of started becoming a creative out- creative outlet for yourself. Where did it all start? Interesting. Yeah. Well I've always been in music. I mean you brought it back to like growing up. Um, yeah, band. I played the clarinet for a long while. Mm, I played clarinet as well. Nice, mm-hmm. nice. Woodwinds unite. It was Squidward. Squidward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
It was my best friend Michelle. Michelle played the clarinet, so mm-hmm. I had to play the clarinet. I nice. wish I could go back and be like, play the drums. Oh, yeah. Go to the drums. Um, but Yeah. I was always envious of percussion. I know. Sure. And I could use that today. Mm. Um, anyways. Um, and then I was in a lot of choirs, actually. Um, and then when I got to high school, uh, I was in a pretty intensive show choir. Uh, we met... Um, at one point, three times a day, we had to be there ahead of, ahead of like before school started. We had choir during the day, and then we had another choir class at the end of the day. And then if it mm-hmm. was in the middle of um, a show, we had show practice. Damn. Yeah. And it was like 60 plus people, and everybody was super good. And mm-hmm. um, the year after I graduated, they went on to win like some kind of national... Um, award for best music high school musical. Oh, oh. I don't know. I I wasn't there for that, but sure, that's dope though. But still, it it was pretty intensive, and they took it very seriously. And I didn't realize till much later how much that really does kind of inform what I do now, even. Mm-hmm. Um, but then after that, I went to graduated, went to art school, and kind of put music aside. I didn't. And I didn't realize that you could make your own music mm-hmm. until uh, I ran into my friend, shout out John Ketterhagen. Mm-hmm. Um, he was playing music in the roast and I realized that he was writing his own music and he got oh, some yeah. friends playing along with him. Um, and then I was like, I could do that. Mm-hmm. And then ever since, I, I just have been trucking along. Yeah. Yeah, learning how to play the guitar, learning how to do it all, and mm-hmm. um, are we going through the whole musical story after? Um, well, I can. We can do a little checkpoint there. Sure. Um, what did you go to art school for? Mm. Um, <laughs> well, I intended to do graphic design, but um, at the time the program was going through transition, and they were only letting a certain amount of people in. And so I didn't make the program, but they were like, you can do this wonderful thing called an interdisciplinary degree. And Mm -hmm. then, like, right as I didn't make the program, I went around that time I went um, on a trip to Bonnaroo and tried acid for the first time. (laughs) And it was an awful trip. It did not go well. Mm. But afterwards, uh, I had this, like, realization. I was like, I'm going to take whatever i want i don't i don't need your rules yeah i don't need your rules so then i took came back and i took ballet i took i took started taking everything i took metals i took printmaking i took fibers and i just branched out yeah i really branched out by the time like i eventually my counselor was like um you you kind of have to graduate and you have you don't really have anything completed because i just kind of like took the first couple of everything oh, yeah. and they're like we're just gonna call you a interdisciplinary artist <laughs> that's what you're graduating with so mm. i did and i still do a lot of graphic design i do a lot of fibers um but yeah i don't exactly have one major focus sure. and I there's nothing wrong with that yeah <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that at all i mean yeah that's uh you're uh dipping your toes in many pools. Yeah, jack of all trades, master of none. Isn't that the... the? Yeah, yeah. That's kind of... I don't know. I don't think it's as negative as all of that. Like, exactly. You can bend your creativity to do whatever you want. And... Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it seems like you definitely have, have done that, which is rad. Thank um, you. Yeah. So back to the music, like how did you kind of start with like when you met your friend John and uh, yeah, how did you start? Well, he just kind of planted the seed that it was like that you could write your own music and have your own band. And, mm-hmm. um, and then I met jack byler did you ever? oh yeah he's in uh fresher point that's right shout out to jack shout out lots of shout outs i love i love it tagging all the people tag them tag me um (laughs) yeah i met jack and jack and i started uh we started writing music together and he's he taught me a lot like how to play guitar and Mm -hmm. taught me a lot about that and then eventually he bought me my first ukulele Mm. And so I started playing and writing songs on the uke, and nice. then then I bought a, a nicer uke, mm-hmm. and then I started going to Linneman's for their open mics and met. That was when Johanna Rose and and Will Rose were in the Fratney Street uh, band. Oh yeah, sure. Were you familiar with that? That, that was, was kind before of, my time. Actually. Yeah, it's it it was real. It was there was this huge River West folk revolution. Mm-hmm. renaissance maybe happening um is a be- renaissance is Dope. maybe a better word sure. um yeah and there was and um and there was a huge gap crew, crew of people and so i just started going to all those shows and then performing as a folk um uh, all folky sure yeah <laughs> all folk all folked up and then i met um greg reese I forget. I walked into Greg and Brad and Eric Reese, their brothers, and they had a band called Tiger Mouth. They were playing at the Up and Under, which oh, cool. is no longer a thing. R.I.P. Yeah, um, the Up. I walked into their show, and we chatted, and one thing led to another. I started jamming with them, and then I was in a rock and roll band. Wow. Yeah, and I'm so grateful for that time. We were together for like four years, and they taught me about the Grateful Dead. They taught me about the Almond Brothers. They taught me about rock and roll. Yeah. And then, was that your, so that was your first like official band you yeah, were in? Yeah, that was my first official Hell band. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, and it was so... Well, not technically. They were my first band, but for a while, Johanna Rose and Will Rose were playing with my folk stuff. Oh, sure. So okay. I was going by Shelly at the time, and it was Shelly Shower and the Roses. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was that. Was, so that was technically my first oh, band. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Gotcha. But that never really like took off into anything, and now I've since changed my name and mm. Shell Bells. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was. Um, so after that, it was Low Down Sound. That was when I joined their band, and we they were Tiger Mouth. We became Low Down Sound. Well, they were all together as the entity as it was, and mm-hmm. then um, three of the members moved down to Nashville. And I wasn't ready to go yet. And I was like, how will I rock now? <laughs> <laughs> the, the the never-ending question. How will I how learn? W- how will I rock in these conditions? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, all, in that band, I, I, I sang solely. I sang and played tambourine and oh, cool. shakers. So uh, after they left, I learned to play the guitar. Um, I met... John Lenz and started hanging out with them and started the band Solo Bode with um, um, Jordan and Jordan helped me like basically 
cut my teeth on pedals and and that whole that whole crew that was a whole nother renaissance in my mind um the sunken suns were a thing hopper's luck was a thing and it was just um solo boat and we were all and then we started throwing um the sidewalk sessions yeah. and room 808 was a thing at the time. Oh, yeah. Isn't that still a thing? Um, there is uh, somebody that lives in there that does kind of throw shows, but it's not underneath the same I see. thing. Not the same management. Right. New management. <laughs> sure. um, so, yeah. And then that kind of birthed me into what I am now because they, 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 they taught me so much about um, playing the guitar and doing that while um, pressing pedals and and how to use pedals properly and just lots of experimenting and mm-hmm. yeah it's awesome mm-hmm. well thank you for sharing all that that's, yeah that's thanks a, for listening it's a, a, been a fun journey yeah it's a very rad journey um definitely sounds like you're one of those people that like i'm sure at this point you've played many houses on many blocks in this neighborhood, <laughs> if that makes sense. I mean, I feel like I've been to a lot of shows, and as far sure. as me playing it, I feel like I'm still just a baby. Like I'm mm. just getting started. Not a lot of people. I don't. I'm getting more opportunities now to sure. play and share my music, and I think because the music is ready for people. You know, I don't think it was as ready before. So. That makes sense. But I definitely was present at many, yeah. many, many shows. Uh, yeah, I guess that's a better way to put it, yeah. for sure. Because, like, yeah, there's a lot of DIY culture around here. And, Love it. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, I didn't really kind of make it into the music scene until, like, late 2018, early 2019. But when I moved here, like, yeah, there were just shows, like, every week. like, And it was just so much fun to, to dive into. And, every night there's something new you can do. Mm-hmm. Which is... I mean, yeah. such a blessing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you don't realize that until, I mean, the pandemic happened and you're like, wow, we were literally going to a show every night. Yeah. We? Yeah. That was the fucking life. Mm-hmm. And it still can be. It is. But um, I think the pandemic also taught us we got to slow down sometimes, too. Yeah. Which is valid. Mm-hmm. Um, is Soul Abode still a band? Solo Bode, uh, I I mean, with both Lowdown Sound and Solo Bode, I say that we're taking creative space. Sure. Um, we, at one point, I was like, our, our, our intentions maybe aren't aligned for what we want in the future. And so we've just kind of started doing our own separate thing. I I started my, my solo project, Shell Bells, um, and have been focusing mostly on that. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the future holds, and, but yeah. much love and still, still so much love for both projects. If, you know, if, and when those things decide to come together, if not, they're still, sure. they've planted a lot of creative seeds in my garden that I'm still harvesting. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Dope. So as far as your solo work, mm-hmm. um, for, for one, what made you go with shell bells? The, the name? Um, I don't know. There was a time right before the pandemic. I was really feeling like Shelly didn't fit me anymore. Like I really didn't like when people called me it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so for a while I was just going by bells and then 
that was really hard for people. Like I'd be at bars and they're like, that's not your name. <laughs> um, I'm like, okay, sure. if you say so. Um, and then eventually I just, I liked being called shell. And then, you know, that for a while there was like a crossover with the people who would call me bells. And then the, like, it was just a funny time. Yo, bells. Bells. I yo. like it. Shout out to the real ones. Yo, where we? Yo, bells. What's the move tonight? What's good? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like being called bells. Mm. I like it a lot. Um, but right on introducing yourself as that and then sticking to that. Some people just, I don't know. I there was a lot of resistance, and I already was having uh, a time getting people to call me Shell. <laughs> so you married the two. I married the two, and I was like, sweet. So people were calling me bells. They're like call me by my last name and shell's the first name i like both shell bell bells names are fun yeah well cool cool um as far as your songwriting goes Mm. i'd love to hear a bit more about yeah just kind of like what inspires what's been inspiring you in your in your material and the places you write from like that kind of thing um Life lessons, totally. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, the the song "Child of the Universe" came from being an an anxious thought thinker, an overthinker, and I think a lot of people can relate to that. Um, oh, 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 oh yes, yes we can. <laughs> and so that's just like it was like, how do I, how do I help myself? And so I wrote that song from. Like, as if my inner mom was like, you're going to be okay, kid. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like that is kind of like a, someone described it as that song is like a hug. And I, that's kind of like that. So I I write to help heal. Mm -hmm. And also I want to groove and like get funky with it. Um, Oh, yeah. But I definitely am writing from a place of like lessons that I'm going through. Right on. That's good. Yeah. No, that's uh not that you can always like quantify growth. Mm. And, but it kinda allows you to check in with yourself as far as growth goes. Yeah, it's a processing tool. Certainly. Um and you said you also are inter- you're you're interested in like fantasy and spiritual imagery and whatnot. Like where do where do you feel like that stems from or like how do you feel like that inspires you? Well, I was definitely a Disney kid, you oh, know, yeah. brainwashed to the max. I, I don't watch it as much, or mm-hmm. I don't watch it anymore, but for a while I was watching it a lot, even as an adult. Sure. Um, but I think what I like about fantasy is that there's so much, like, hidden, there's, like, underlying meaning to things like when you see a picture like a fantastical picture like even or even on the tarot you know like the flower it's not just there's a white flower there it's what does that mean and yeah um it's such a tool for reflection you know Mm -hmm. and something about the the fantastical um i'm just really attracted to magic and like harry potter and magicians uh and like which is a show on Netflix. And I just really like, I think that there's more to life than we really understand. And something about the fantasy land is like, we're starting to tap into the other layers of even our subconscious or other dimensions. Yeah. A hundred percent. 
Do you like the Lord of the Rings? I do like okay, the Lord of the Rings. Good. I never got, I didn't get into it as heavily as a lot of people did, but uh, sure. Star Wars, I got yeah. super into Star Trek over the pandemic. Oh, wow. Picard and that whole crew were my, became my best friends. Oh, hell yeah. I lived alone, so sure. I watched a lot of Star Trek. That's good stuff. <laughs> yeah. No, Brad. So nerdy, but I loved it. Hey, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. No, that nerdy shit is, is awesome. Everyone um, in that show is of high moral fiber. Mm-hmm. And it made me be like, I need a crew of people that also are of high moral fiber and just working for the greater good of everyone. And That's awesome. My, my, my friend Matt is really into Star Trek. Um, I have not gotten into it, but maybe I'll invest in it one day. Um, but I like what you said about like accessing the different like dimensions mm. of... You know things that you know we experience and feel and cope with in real life, mm. but adding the dimension of imagination to it that just makes it feel like an escapism, or it mm. personifies otherwise like otherworldly uh, characters or places or ideas such as magic, mm. and turning it into something that we can relate to and connect with. And that's a very beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, I'm, I also, I mean, I dig a lot of fantasy. I dig psychedelia, things like nostalgia and memories and, uh, um, larger than life scenarios, turning those things into life lessons. And, uh, let's face it. I mean, we deal with a lot of stresses and anxieties and fears in our day-to-day lives. And mm-hmm. to to give something like that, to give those feelings a validating power of these, uh, of fantasy, it almost, you know, it, it can make it a bit more... Uh, Tangible. Um, tan- yeah, yeah, visceral. Isn't it strange that in using our imagination, it makes... It makes understanding a concept yeah. more tangible. You yeah. know, like by making it unreal, for some reason, it's more easy to swallow. We have that like kind of instinctual tendency to put ourselves into the shoes of who or what we're viewing. Mm-hmm. And so like you kind of imagine, well, what would I do if I was in Narnia, If you know, yeah. or if I was in Mordor or... You know, if I was out in space lost somewhere, like you think about what you would do and it gives a sense of adventure, but it can also really validate some of those feelings of like things like the fear of the unknown and shit like that. Well, and humans in general just love stories. Like from the moment we're born, someone's reading us a book or telling us a story and that does that doesn't change and it goes we've used so many outlets, you know, we mm-hmm. music being one of them is just storytelling with um with tones and sounds. We are the hero in our in our own story, you know, like and by yeah. you know, seeing other people and how they've gone on their journeys, you can start to face some of those fears yeah. that are the unknown or whatever is coming your way, recognizing that you're the main character of your own, mm-hmm. you know, ongoing creative Definitely. creating book. Yeah. Control, Ever. yeah. Control of your own destiny, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, fun. it's, it's, it's mad fun. 
Rad. So that all said, um, what, tell us about what you're working on right now. Like, are recordings in the near future? Like, what? where are you at with uh, that? Definitely want to record. I have been slightly resistant to what the next steps mostly because i'm i feel like i'm i feel like the entire human race as well but like we're all just like in this dark and all we can do is take one step at a time to like the future and like how to like i'm still trying to figure out how to piece together what i want to do and how i want to package it all but i do have six i think six songs right now that um, I have people who I want to record with, nice. and I'm just thinking about how I want to do that and when and to save up enough dollars to, you know, because I don't, I mean, I have people who want to play my music, but I wouldn't necessarily say like, I would, I mean, I want to say that they're my band, but I definitely will, will probably have to pay them to play my music. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's okay. For sure. So saving up dollars for that, um, for the energy exchange of that, and... um yeah, and then just working on these Tuesday night gigs tomorrow. Today's Monday, right? Um, so tomorrow I'll be playing with Hans. Love uh, old Hansy. Yeah, of West Nile Crows uh, and yeah. Cream Vellum, and I think he actually did say that he was playing with you this week. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm so. We just, I just kind of was. I, it was He's just so, kind of a hunch. He's I, so talented. So talented, and just. Um, we both bring out each other's inner space cadet. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so good. it gets super spacey. And um, then I have all those ting tings and clang clangers and bells and um, doing that with someone. And mm-hmm. it's been really fun play, working with that. So, yeah, working on recording, thinking about how I want to release that. I do want to, you know, really have it be a polished mm-hmm. gift that I can give to everyone. Of course. Um, and I don't know when that's going to or how that's going to manifest. And then sure. don't want to force or push anything. Yeah. It'll happen when it feels right. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Totally. Um, what are some of the. Uh, so I know you bring a lot of like, you know, miscellaneous auxiliary, if you will, instruments yeah. with you um, for your sets. Uh, what have you been bringing along this late lately? Um, well, I have a kind of a cowbell sounding um sounder sure (laughs) sounding sounder um and then i have elephant claw bell um and then a tiny silver like um i would call it i don't know a tinkle twinkle bell um and then the this is not the actually yes this is their proper term it's called the tang tangs no um uh i forget what they're actually called but they're like two chimes that you clang together and it just resonates and reverberates forever um and then i have a, a metal metal sound bowl Oh, dope. Yeah, I'm looking forward to one of these Angelos. I'm going to team up with my friend Jordan Moon of Metaphysical. He's His name's Metaphysical Medicine on Instagram. But mm. he has a, a gong and all kinds of crystal bowls and cool. like large and small of different tones. And I'm excited to get into some meditation sounding stuff with him. That's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, super fun, creative uh, 
interface you're working with there. Yeah. I mean, I, I got really into like mindfulness and meditation and crystal bowls and I really love, I love how the dead, the Grateful Dead if or and Dead and Company for that matter, they have like their set and then they let the drums come out and do their thing. And that like drum journeying is a thing. Uh, are you familiar with it? No, actually. Um, it's a spiritual practice where somebody plays the drums and you kind of go into a medita- meditative state to either ask a question or um, you could go on kind of a journey. I'll let you and the listeners look up drum journeying in your own time. Oh. Um, but that's, I think, what the Grateful Dead was kind of like dabbling at is like um, during the during the drum break is there you kind of break you you there's no lyrics to hold on to. You're just in your own mind. And then they bring out these that strange soundboard thing that they play this like droney drum thing. And like between that and like there's two drummers going. And I really was like, I want to incorporate that. Like somehow I want to be able to do these like sound healing psychedelias because it has a, w- a way of transforming transcending your your body you know like you're just you go to a different place and then all of a sudden one of the um, other musicians comes back with the guitar and just brings you back down to earth and Mm -hmm. i just love the transformative nature of that and so i plan to do a lot of that like somehow dancing between both worlds yeah that's awesome um yeah, that's super neat stuff. We'll have to look into that more. Yeah, um, yeah. I also asked I asked you this for the spotlight as well, but uh what uh what are some of your biggest influences artistically? Well, I would say the Milwaukee music scene first and foremost. Like Absolutely. Um right now there's a ton of people out there just so talented, so, you know, dedicated. Um and just being like seeing other people do it and being like I can do that and I want to do that um but it, that's always been like I remember someone asked me a long time ago during the that folk revival in River West like what celebrities do you follow and I'm like honestly you all are kind <laughs> of my celebrities like hell yeah <laughs> you know like yeah. I go and I watch your shows and I you know fangirl out over For all sure. of you and even That's the spirit and it's still even now like i feel the same way about a lot of people that are you know in the scene and making music in milwaukee um so then after that uh definitely the grateful dead um definitely alabama shakes mm-hmm. stevie nicks um the Beatles, Rolling Stones, classics, all the classics. I listen to that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm starting to, and I absolutely have been bitten by the bug of uh, Babe Rainbow, Babe Rainbow oh, bug. Nice. And they, I feel like um, a lot more surf rock is coming into my, coming into the sounds that are coming up um, beyond what I've written now. Cause That's I, awesome. Definitely, and like King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Oh, of course. Um, the the they're stuff terrific. they're so good and so imaginative. There's stuff with um, on the Float Along album. Um, I just really I love that they're using the sitar and oh, yeah. um, fill your lungs is one of the songs they play almost every morning. Oh yeah, they are 
they're an extremely inventive band. Um, yes. That, you know, yeah, there's, there's something in their discography for everybody for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess my last question is, um, I know we talked about the, the, the recording, um, aspirations, but uh, mm-hmm. I just wanted to know, yeah, like, what are you going to be up to this summer? Um, as far as shows and that kind of thing. I've got a, I've got a few shows planned here and there, a couple at Linneman's, um, one that's still in the ether as to where I'll be opening from somebody for a touring band, but I, um, we don't know where, and I can't remember the touring band's name, so sorry, I can't shout you out. That's um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but other than that, I've been debating, you know, do I want to throw Clark Street Fest? Do I want to throw the sidewalk sessions? Mm-hmm. Been back and forth, and I'm still undecided at this time. It takes a lot of energy, a lot of time. Yeah. Um, and I'm not certain that I want to put it into that or making my own music sure. project happen. Um, I don't know. The more I talk about Clark Street Fest with people, the more I realize that it maybe is supposed to happen. But I don't want to make any promises. And that's fair. Hey, yeah, you you do what you have the capacity to do, right? Truth, and it does seem like it changes. Yeah, within even in the day. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask you about that. Um, Clark Street Fest. So, mm-hmm. how 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 long had you been involved in it? Well, Tlaloc got the inspiration and was like. I want I want to throw a street festival. Um, I'm going to call it Clark Street Fest, and then I happen to have the connection with the co-op. I was uh, oh, nice. volunteering with the co-op, um, the communications committee. Shout out the River West Co-op. Um, yeah, mm. and had it not been for the co-op, I don't know if any of it, any of it would have happened. They they helped us uh, fund the blocking of the street, and they paid for our sound permits, and they chipped in. Um, gift certificates for all the musicians um yeah and it was really kind of mine and Tlaloc's co-created vision you know he helped raise funds and book the bands and I did all Mm. the permits and um that's awesome all the other side work with the vendors and I didn't realize that that y'all like started it like what was it 2019 yeah we did two of them Okay. Yeah, I didn't realize that like it was like I thought that it was something that was like going on for a while. Mm-mm. Um but I didn't realize that y'all started it, but that's awesome. Yeah, that was Tlaloc's thought process behind naming it. He's like, I want it to sound like it's been around for a while and it does. Oh. He did. Yeah, I know. guess so. <laughs> yeah, no one really knows, but no, we, uh, we started it. We started it together. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Well, when you did it the first year, um when in the summer was it? In August. Okay. So you, you got time. I got time. Yeah. But I mean, it, we, it's so funny. The second year, Tlalo came, approached me out of nowhere and was like, let's do Clark Street Fest again. And we were, we, it was like two months ahead of the, two, we maybe had like a three month head start. Like, well, Shell, uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for joining me today, being on the show. Um, I love closing two questions that I ask everybody. First one is, what keeps you up at night? Mm, music. Oh, yeah. If I'm awake, I'm probably playing music. Um, or sometimes I do just kind of like blank stare at my plants. Oh, yeah. Just like, wow, look at you growing. Wow. 
yeah i've got a i've got a lot of plants in my apartment mm. dope i i only have these two i had a third one but she died mm. um but yeah uh you you have like a whole nursery going I, I i've jammed as many plants by the windows as i can nice well it's good it's 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 another one of those things to uh you know keep yourself in check with because the plants are something to that you got to take care of it's obviously true. Yeah. it's true yeah well, awesome the second question is what puts you to sleep hmm. um tequila makes me sleep oh yeah but i don't use i don't use that regularly i actually i have no problem sleeping i sleep I can sleep a lot and almost anywhere I can sleep. Um, I'm really grateful for that ability. Um, what puts me to sleep? M- me. I put myself to sleep. <laughs> One thing I forgot to ask you was uh, yeah, who you're playing with right now in Shell Bells. Yeah, I've got John Lenz on guitar, Peter Balmer on drums, um, and Connor Deegan on the bass. They are actually their own. They've since... We started that. We started jamming like that. They started also. They're called. They're called the Speakeasies, mm-hmm. and they play on Wednesday nights at Bremen. And it's kind of like an open mic. Oh, opens. Dope. They call it the Cipher, and you can come and rap or sing. And they have this. And they play their their own entity now. Oh, so nice. maybe it'll be Shell Bells and the Speakeasy 